Thank you for joining us for Writing Through the Ages. My name is Eric. I'm Eugene. And this is our revolving journey through the arrows of Common Rider. Today we'll be watching episode five of Common Rider Kuga, the first season of the first phase of Heisei. Mm-hmm. It was written by Naruhisa Arakawa and it was directed by Takako Nagaishi. And it aired on February 27th, 2000. Uh, from time of recording, that's almost exactly 20 years. Yeah. We record way in advance, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Because I suck at editing. Right. At this time <laughs> of recording, we, we, were, we were off for like two weeks because uh, I wasn't feeling too great last week. So. Yeah. You know, it gives us more time in between now and the next movie, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that might be a while. Yeah. We're probably just going to have to suck it up and just enjoy it as if we haven't watched those movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, luckily, I I have all the movies up until Zio, so the last season. Mm. So when they, we get to them, we can watch them. That'd be cool. Um, So uh, something I want to try differently this time, I've been wanting to do this, but we are going to just... Um, mention something else other than Common Rider that we've been... It's something we've been doing. Or doing or Thinking enjoying about, or yeah. consuming. Because um, you consume media. Yeah. You just... So true. Um, and I'll go ahead and start. Uh, so I saw on a news article that Seven Deadly Sins is ending. Okay. The manga Seven yeah, Deadly yeah. Sins. It's going to be ending at volume 41, and I'm like, now it's time to start reading. Now it's this. time. Yeah, because uh, well, you know me, I like to I like to binge it, so I like it finished. finished. Then that's what I was thinking. I, I was like, it's not done yet, but by the time I get to forty, by there it should be done at forty one. Yeah, forty one volumes with what we do in a week, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I I started reading it, and I'm still to because I watched some of the anime. Yeah, I consider anime to be extended trailers. Yeah. For the source material. Yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> whether it be anime, uh, whether it be uh, the anime for a manga or it be the anime for a light novel, it's kind of like an extended preview. It's like that. It's that trailer that just doesn't end and it tells you the entire movie and you're like, why? Why is this not over yet? But usually it's like 12 episodes and it ends and there's tons more story oh, yeah. going on so in much. the original source material. So that's how I see uh, anime now. It's, it's an extended preview of the source material that's easier to consume. Yeah. And then once I do that, I, I start over because I don't want to miss anything. Mm. So, so yeah, I'm still in the parts of Seven Deadly Sins that I saw of the anime. Okay. But I know it gets really good as it goes along. Okay, That's what yeah. I've heard. So I started uh, Seven Deadly Sins. I'm, I think I'm a couple volumes in. Yeah. That's something I, I intend to pick up. It seems interesting. But, you know. If it's not finished, I'm just uh, I'm just like nah. I I don't have time to wait yeah. week by week for this. So I put it on my uh my e ink reader so that it just looks like manga and it, right. I'm able to just to read it without eye strain. That's a cool gadget. Yeah, <laughs> it was for me. It was worth the money. For other people, I could understand how it wouldn't be yeah. worth the money, but for me, it was worth the money. Yeah, he's a tablet tablet <laughs> addict. <everybody>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what if I have like five or six extras? But um, <laughs> so what about you? So, uh, interesting thing I did this week is uh, I went to the theater with my girlfriend. We watched Birds of Prey. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, from the... I, well, I didn't have high expectations to begin with. Yeah. Because 
Eh. Because it has DC in the title. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I like DC in general, and I, I, I don't do, really but it's a DC. Hate DC. the movies they've been making, but I can understand why. Yeah. other people <laughs> aren't a fan. As a fan of DC comics, I don't yeah. like DC movies. Yeah, it's not <laughs> it's not as good a quality as it could be. But you know, it, it wasn't a bad little movie. I mean, especially with the reviews and stuff, and uh, the hate that it gets for like, oh, this isn't a Birds of Prey movie; it's a Harley Quinn movie. And I'm sitting here the whole time, like, didn't they retitle it? Yeah, they had to retitle it now because people wouldn't go to watch it because they didn't understand it was a Harley Quinn movie. It was Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, I well, think. It's, uh, that's what they're going to change it to. Yeah, Harley Quinn, was, comma, Birds of Prey. Because now it was Birds of Prey the, and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, yeah. which is a ridiculously long title to say Harley Quinn. And so if you're, it sounds like an anime title. But yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's like, a, it's like a light novel title <laughs> yeah. from five years ago before it became three paragraphs. <laughs> but... uh. Yeah, I mean the reviews were were bad. The the critics were all like, "This is a horrible movie," and people were complaining before they've seen it about how it's not a Birds of Prey film because Harley Quinn was not in the Birds of Prey, and you just gotta watch it because she's not <laughs> in the Birds of Prey. It's like that's not what this is about. It it's is a Harley Quinn movie though, with the Birds of Prey, with the Birds of Prey, exactly. like they're the side characters for her. Yeah, and then I don't see how anybody thought it wouldn't be. The Harley Quinn movie. It's like if you watch any trailer, it's a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, with cameos. It's like why would they make the a movie? problem is is they called it uh, Birds of Prey. It should uh-huh. have been Harley Quinn. Yeah, and uh, the Birds of Prey or yeah. something like that. Which so I mean yes, it does need a title change for people that can't um, extrapolate from a trailer that I thought was pretty thorough, especially after seeing the movie. It's like yeah, I kind of told you everything you needed to know. What's well, <laughs> it's in comic books? It happens a lot where it would be. Especially in the era I was really big into, which is uh, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Those are my big areas of comic books before mm-hmm. before the movies took off. And then comic books became just a sounding board to see what could make a good movie. Right. Um, especially in the, uh, nine, uh, the 80s and 90s, uh, how crossovers worked were distinctly different in DC and Marvel. Mm. In Marvel, crossovers were whoever's book it was was the predominant character. Okay. So if it was a Spider-Man crossing over with the X-Men movie, uh, X-Men uh, franchise or whatever, Spider-Man was in this is, was in there and he would have the star, he would do the the things. Yeah, they he, would be helping yeah. him out. In DC, the characters were the characters. Yeah. Which, you know, has their own benefits cuz they're fiction stories. You can change characters for to fit a story. Yeah. But yeah. in um but it was always funny in any issue in DC Comics when Superman showed up. It's just like that's the end of the fight. Yeah, Superman's here now. <laughs> Superman's here. Superman showed up. They they do that kind of with uh, Thor. Yeah, yeah. Where it's in, there's a whole panel about you know you have to learn. It's Spider Man talking to Spider the Spider Girl at the time, and he's he's talking about how you have to learn what you can't do. <laughs> you have to learn what you have to give up. And then Thor falls by. He's like, unless you're Thor, and then you're just Thor. And then you're just <laughs> Thor. Yeah. Yeah, he got underplayed in the movies. Yeah, as far as how strong he's. He yeah, really I mean it's, it's a different character version, right? And everything like right. that, because Thor in the movies is an alien. He's yeah, just an alien. He's just an alien. Um, in the comic books, he's, he's a god. He's a god, like what you expect. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so Birds of Prey. I mean, I'll probably end up just catching it on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, like, if you're not super excited for it, 
probably just watch it on DVD. You yeah, know? it's, it I seems mean, like a DVD movie to me. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those, okay, you can go with your friends and whatnot. I mean, I, I really haven't even seen Suicide Squad. Yeah, maybe catch an empty theater. Well, you got to watch Suicide Squad first. Well, you don't have to. It's got nothing to do with it, but there's a lot of um, Easter eggs and stuff. So yeah, like, if, you're, I, if I you're mean, looking out. Just to get the exposure as uh, of Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Cause you, oh, here's the thing. You definitely want to come in with Suicide Squad on that because her voice can be annoying if you're not ready for it like if you understand why and how she's talking i mean i have suicide squad i just haven't watched it yet. yeah it's just like, <laughs> oh my god this is the thickest fakest <laughs> like comical ah. oh yeah i mean i it's supposed to be yeah you know and you know if you what what it is is when i watch a dc live action superhero movie mm. i have to think would this be a good movie a good superhero movie in like 2001 right yeah like if we haven't been spoiled by other superhero movies if we haven't been soared by the the 14 20 movies of the cinematic universe where um and those movies a lot of people don't realize those movies were good because people had no expectations about those characters Uh uh-huh yeah um the only reason they made an iron man movie is because they couldn't make an x-men movie or a spider-man movie because those rights were gone yeah yeah, and I mean it's it's one of those things where maybe it's time to like give Batman and Superman a break. And I I hate saying that because uh you know I love Batman and Superman. I just yeah. don't feel like uh they're gonna be able to do it. Well, and now they kind of have to stick with it because they have these big name actors and they've already got a story started. But I, I feel like Marvel, yeah, got, got it right for putting up these uh, C listers, maybe even D listers. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of made them the the main thing. Yeah, they need to take. They have so many characters, which is the reason why. Uh, their TV shows do so well. Yeah. yeah, and when a character is not an A-lister, there's less expectation from the public, so the character, the creators of the movie, can actually make a movie mm-hmm. because some things don't translate well, so they can throw it out. But when you have a when you have a Superman or a Batman, everything is focused on those. Yep. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, everybody has what they think. Like what I think a Superman movie should be. It's not what everyone else, and yeah, same thing with Batman. Yes, yeah. there's so many different ways. I mean, because one Batman is breaking his arm from a light fall, another Batman squatting two thousand pounds. So it's like, yeah, I think they should really focus on Batman's uh, mental disability. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he extreme ha- paranoia. Well, he has he has. Uh, I mean, if you if you read the comics and night think, terrors, he, no, he has like autism. I can see it because that's how and his being. Like, the focus is, like, the only way he's able to deal with it is being Batman because he pretends to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Bruce Wayne is his alter ego. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. Anyways, um, so what exactly happened on Dash? Like, let's go back over that. Sprint. Sprints, was it? Okay, Sprints. Sprint. So what exactly happened on Sprint? We had... Uh, A huge motorcycle fight. <laughs> yeah, so we had him... Okay, so they, like, a two-second fight with Cheetah at the start. She gets injured. Uh, I find out that she's the hothead of the group, and it kind of it costs her by the end of the episode because the motorcycle fight, which went on far the, too uh, long. What was big about it, two things, two things. They got the bike. Yep, we got the bike. But he also convinced Ichijo that they're a team now. Right, so we have Ichijo's on board, and so we have that team now. Kind of. Yeah, so it's those two. And so uh, now we got to d- convince uh, Sa- Sawakawa. 
Yeah, because now now because um, his his buddy's not on board. She's like, yeah, this is dangerous. We need yeah. to stop. So maybe Sakurako. that's what we get in this episode. Sakurako. The episode's called Distance. You said yes, Distance. And mm-hmm. I know what this one's about. Well, yeah, you've seen it, so it's kind of hard to say. But I mean, okay, like what were they were they gonna go back to the other town? I can't remember if no. I think they're I think they're in Tokyo now. Yeah. Okay. They're yes. in Tokyo yeah. now because Ichijo has been transferred to Tokyo. Right, two weeks is a long time, man. It's like it's all coming back to me now. It's like, oh yeah, no, they, I remember this. Yeah, Ichijo is so clear. Uh, uh, Nagano's uh, spokesman in Tokyo. Tokyo. Yes, that's right. That's what happened with him. Yeah. Okay. And, and he gave uh, the motorcycle to uh, to Godai. Yeah, to Godai. And it's gonna be a fun episode, I'm sure, because you know I, I like where this show is going. Um, I feel like they killed Cheat off a little bit too soon, but that just means. You know, I've thought about it. Like, it's been two weeks, and I thought about it. I think that just means these other characters are going to be more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> because if they killed off an interesting character, it seemed like interesting anyway. Because We still uh, have Rose. Yeah, we still have... Uh, Bat's still alive. Yeah. Uh, he just seems like he's going to be the toady. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I get this dynamic where he's that guy that but, everyone's just going to push around. But, uh, I mean, we're not, not. going to tell you if it's going to happen, but there's always this Starscream mechanic that could happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, true. Yeah, he just takes over. <laughs> there's all i mean it's it's funny that i can just tell you that and you know what i'm talking yeah, about I know what you're talking about <laughs> for those that don't no, no transformers star stream is the lackey the lo- <laughs> and, and megatron got killed and he took over yeah spoiler alert yeah <laughs> no, Megatron come back and star stream was <laughs> there's there's a million michael bay films you've, you've there's also <laughs> a million versions of transformers uh-huh um and star scream and megatron is pretty much it's like a whole reincarnation thing going on anyways <laughs> um because the whole Prime thing, and it was there is a lot to Transformers that people don't know about. Oh, that's yeah. what happens when something has a comic book that runs for forty years. For, forever. Yeah. yeah. So um, we are going to watch Distance. Distance, Episode Five. Hey, say Phase One. Hey, say Phase One, Season One. Yeah. Episode Five. <laughs> season One of the podcast, really. Yeah. Tenth season of Common Rider. Yeah. Can be confusing, but there's a I lot mean, of numbers in there. Yeah. A whole bunch of stuff going on, but it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the funny thing is, I look at uh, Common Rider Wiki mostly just for who wrote and directed it. Uh huh. Um, and they always talk about because this is a kid show in Japan, they'll always tell you like warnings. Uh, for instance, when we watched the first episode of Zero One, it had a warning saying that there was gun violence in the show. Yeah. Or that episode of Double shows that there was male nudity in the show. Right. Right. And almost every episode <laughs> of Kuga has a warning on it. Yeah. yeah. And more more warnings than you need. Stay stay hey, take a safe distance back from the TV. Well no, eyes. thing things uh in the, the oh, wiki know, they're like I know. There's blood in this episode. There's death in this episode. <laughs> so I was like, okay, just I, I try not to look at that because I don't want to get spoiled. Yeah. Death in the episode. I don't want to know. I mean I've, obviously these cops are getting slapped left and right, so Yeah. They're not going to live through There that. is a lot of death in Kuga. There is a lot of death in the early uh, Heisei. There is also a lot of death in... Uh, Cheat out here, poking eyes. Yeah, in, uh, in uh, the original Kamen Rider. There was a lot of death, so... True. Uh, any guesses? No, I, I've got nothing. Especially since it seemed like they wrapped up nice and tidy the last episode. Besides, you know, the lingering plot that threads of multiple enemies. But uh, they could go anywhere. This one's kind of hard to peg. Yeah. I think... But they're still being really tight with the time framing of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think it's only been a few, like, maybe... Each episode is one day. Yeah, so it's been four days now, five days. This will be the fifth day. Fifth day. Yeah. So it's a lot of work going on. Yeah, man. I Poor Ichijo. Yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> he hasn't had time ribs. to... Just broken ribs. <laughs> broken ribs. Uh, no sleep. You know, internal bleeding. 
Um, he only sleeps when he passes out every yeah, episode. that's the only time he <laughs> sleeps. Every episode he passes out, wakes up. <laughs> Gotta get back to work. Okay, so we are gonna go watch that. See you soon. And we're back. Engine. Engine. So what did you think? Uh, it was a good episode. I mean, uh, it wasn't the most exciting episode, but it uh, answered some questions. Like, immediately um, starts off with Sakurako, like, uh, you know, goes back to her, like, at her house at 8.52 a.m., so really early morning. Uh, it's at the university. Right. Yeah, not not her house. So the uh, the place that we first see here is what I meant, the, the office. The Yeah, the... Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but essentially it's where they it's do all their... the uh, archaeology department of the university. Right. And uh, she's just like, why did you transform? It's just like deep in thought, you know? Uh, so the, I, mean, I was kind of curious what the heck she was up to after the last episode because... Uh, she, she was sleeping. Yeah. I mean, she really had nothing going on. They just separate and then it's like uh, an Ichijo episode, yeah. you know? Um, which, you know, at the same point, this is kind of more, uh, more to do with her than Ejio on this episode, yeah. right? But you can uh, tell from the feel of the episode, they're building to what they did with the last one with like getting her on board. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause last one was like a two parter for Ichijo joining the team. This one seems like we'll get that wrapped up next episode. Yeah. Cause I it's, hope it's, well, it, it definitely is the first part of something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cliffhanger galore. Oh, um, yeah, so she starts out in the archaeological department. She's waking up, and this is also where we're introduced to Jean. Yeah, Jean. Was it Jean? Jean? Jean. I can't uh, remember what she said. I just know it started with a J. Um, he's our white guy. Yeah, he's he's white. I think he's supposed to be French. Um, but yeah. he speaks English. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, he speaks Japanese, but yeah. when he's, he, he'll say things in English. Yeah, yeah. He does look... Um, you know, usually they, they try to find the scrawniest white guy, at least these days now. It's like everyone's from Russia or... Uh, he's like, he's really tall. Yeah, they actually found like a tall guy that looks like he has a jaw. I don't know. I, I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not like just some fashion model they picked up. Yeah, he he probably just an actor and they grabbed him. Um, If you watch a bunch of shows around this era, you'll probably just find him in all of them. He's yeah. probably just the yeah, white he's, actor. He's the white guy for... <laughs> I think we've talked about, but yeah, I've never watched a show and not seen an actor that I've recognized from something else. Oh, in in Japanese, yeah. Cause I they, think they, there's like 400 Japanese actors, other than, and there's only a couple. Uh, there's, I think there's probably only like two, maybe 300 actors who aren't like the main actors. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> like you're either hot or you're you're not working. Well, no, you're either the main actor, like you also have uh-huh. a model or something. Right. They have, I'm sure they have character and, actor roles and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then they have a, like. A stable of like two hundred people who just fill all the other roles. <laughs> yeah, here's your guy that plays the same dude in the background. Um, I th- I'm sure it's got something to do with like talent companies and whatnot. Yeah, because you know talent agencies and all that stuff. Um, and he points out that it's dangerous nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she says what? And he gives her the newspaper because, like they said in the last, last episode. episode they're revealing the information of the unidentified life forms. Yeah, so they, they held true to that, and it's a picture of... I think the picture she's looking at right there is the one of Cheetah. Yeah. And, you know, she's got this look on her face like, 
uh, I don't know, shock, dismay, kind of. She was surprised that it's actually been announced. Yeah. Yeah, because like, up to this point, it was kind of a secret. It's like she's been a part of the meetings or anything. Yeah. Um, And also worry, because she's worried about Yusuke. Yeah. Um, But they also say that it's a deni- unidentified life form. Oh, no. Then it goes into the opening. Yeah. We get the opening again. Still yeah. love it. Yep. Yeah, so the ending's great. I mean, the beginning's great. The ending's great, too. But the beginning is... uh. It really gives you a feel for the episode because it's a or this the show in general because it's a very somber thing. Uh-huh. Um, this is when I appreciate they are very good in Tokusatsu's show about having a running theme about monster design. Uh huh. Because all of the grungi, yeah, they look like grungi. Yeah, yeah. And you recognize them as grungi. You yeah. can see you could see uh, a monster that you've never seen before and, and you could no. tell if it's a grongi or not yes yeah it's there it's very um i don't want to say egyptian cuz they they don't look like egyptian uh anything just the sort of old um, they have a similar color scheme yeah, a similar design scheme. structure yeah. they they all look like it's from the same material you know like yeah. all their armor is created from the same yeah and uh this is how it is on all of the monsters the only ones that we've seen so far that really have a real varied is Doubles Monsters. Yeah, Doubles is all over the place. Yeah. It's like crazy. And that's mostly because of how it's more flashy. Yeah, and plus, I mean, I guess their theme is the letters. Yeah. Yeah, it's the alphabet, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, this one, it's, I definitely but like in, it. Because in the opening, uh, Kuga's fighting just a couple of random grungi. Right. And you can, and I just remember, oh, yeah, you can just totally tell they're grungi. Yeah. yeah. My favorite one is, uh, I think it might be just, because it was my first one also, was is Kiva. Kiva. And that's because they're stained glass-themed vampires. Stained glass? Like, yeah. Like, they're like, uh, they look like they, they're made out of like partial stained glass, organic stained glass. <laughs> it's really weird, but you, you, when you see them, you recognize. Do they break as easy? Uh, when they die, they shatter. <laughs> and, and, okay. uh, but they're also vampires, and they have like these weird, air fangs that stick into people and suck out all the color to them to make them into gla- clear glass and then they shatter. You know what? I feel like one time at work I s- looked over your shoulder and something saw, saw something like fangire or something like that. It's They're called fangire. A fangire. Okay. So then yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Only because well, the thing, I didn't see any of it really besides looking over your shoulder for like two seconds and go, what's this? And yeah. Then, uh, but yeah, the, <laughs> that those are the monsters. They're called fangire. Yeah. Fangire. But anyways, um, but yeah, you, you can definitely see they do. They're really good at that, you know, having a monster theme. So I was just recognized by, by reminded of that. So then it comes into after the opening, it comes into the pole 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 pole, which is the the place that uh, I want to say episode three of Kuka that he was uh, breaking into breaking into yeah, his own place because he lost his keys yeah so he which always we, calls up the back which we recognized is because his keys were in his motorcycle that burned down in the yeah, building not him being incredibly irresponsible so more- <laughs> we thought he was just being incredibly irresponsible but no he was if actually saving people's lives in our defense it fits the character it does um which is uh a nepali style cafe yeah definitely uh um which seems weird to me because i've actually been to nepal and it doesn't seem like what, what cafe items yeah. could you possibly have? It's um, like here, let's have uh, the. If you haven't, if you haven't been to Nepal, it is a third world country. Yeah, have some yak bladder. It's like our our uh, delicacy is six months fermented pigeon. No, there's a lot of buffalo. 
buffalo. I believe it. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. Because they can't eat cow, yeah, but they, they can, can eat, eat buffalo. It's like one of those little uh, loopholes about yeah, it. Loophole. Um. Anyway, so there is over the over the news they're talking about the unidentified life forms mm-hmm. carrying over the thread that they're being the information being released which is good camera work because it segues from her staring at this newspaper about it to switch giving the time news on the tv so it illustrates that this is everything. um which is interesting because they say uh unidentified life, unidentified life form five five which in my mind if i heard this news I would be thinking you waited till you got to five to tell me about yeah, this. Yeah, don't don't say it. Don't you're messing up by saying number five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd be like, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So wait, all these people that died over there just two days ago? Yeah, that was three. And and really, they're saying five to keep it the same so that we're not getting confused yeah, as a viewer. <laughs> Because they would say to the general public, "Oh, we just found out about this." Yeah, this is the first time I've seen it. I have no idea. Um. Anyways, it covers. It pans over to, uh, the owner of the uh, Pole Pole. Pole Pole. And I don't think we've heard his name yet. No, I don't. Even, uh, I think this is the first time I've ever seen. It's him. It's the first time you've seen him, but I don't think his name was said. No. Uh, he gets an his name is revealed later, but um. He's just uh, like assaulting Ichijo with small talk. Small talk about yes, Ichijo is sitting at the counter, and um, the owner says, "Oh, he's not back yet." Well, are you one of his friends from school? He says it like four times. No, he says, "Are you?" Oh, when he says he's not one of his friends from school, he instantly jumps to, "You must be one of his adventuring buddies," and he goes into talking about his adventures. I have, he says, I have been to the top of pretty much every mountain you can name. And he names them all wrong. And he just says, oh, you meet, and he doesn't even let him say no, a mountain. No. He just says, uh, uh, Charoman, which is, uh, an older, sort of, as we found out later, sort of, an older name for Everest. Uh-huh. Um. And he said that people used to confuse Everest with Erevist or something like that. Yeah, um, people trying to say English, Japanese people. Yeah, which, which explains the whole, um, Nepali theme. Uh huh. Yeah, because it used to be a mount. Yeah, you know, fan of uh, hiking. Yeah, because Everest is in the Himalayas, and the Himalayas are in Nepal. Um, I never went up Mount Everest because it seems like it's pointless. But it, I mean, it's not, you know, in his defense, the average American will butcher any Japanese. Yeah. So it's not like it, it goes both ways. Yeah. I never went up Fuji either. I didn't see the point. <laughs> so then he keeps talking and then um he says, Oh, he isn't back yet. That's weird. Well, I guess until he gets back, I'll keep talking about my adventures. <laughs> he's like about to like just dig in deep now. Yeah. Like you can tell he's getting ready to say something he's wanting to say. Like he he's got this story. I'm 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 starting to feel like maybe the reason why the cafe is always empty is Damn. because he won't stop talking. <laughs> He's like one of those NPCs that has the same uh, dialogue long, options over the thing. And it's, it's like one of those you, you know, you're walking through and you accidentally click him. And now you have to keep clicking the X button you for 12 to, times. It's, it's just like, please, I'm trying to stop talking. And you stop spam talking. it so fast that right when you finish it and you can walk off, you, you accidentally press it again. again. You have to go through it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and Godai walks in. He, I guess he went to go get some produce. Yeah. Because yeah. he was carrying a bag with like vegetables in it and, and things like that. Uh. And when he walks in, Ichijo 
It's like he's just he's he's a he's a dying man, and this guy is bringing him some food, yeah. or he's been in the desert for water weeks, in the desert, and yeah. he's bringing him a cool glass of water. You saved me. <laughs> Thank God. And basically, he's like, "We gotta go, gotta go, gotta get out of here. See you later." And um, he walks out. The guy's like, "Oh, I was about to get to the best part." Yeah, <laughs> walks out, and uh, Godai says, "Well, what's all this about?" And he says, "You, we're gonna take you to my friend." Yeah, just in case. I feel like you would have forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Subaki. Yeah, gonna Subaki. take you to Subaki, my friend. And he's and he says, "Oh yeah, the me- you're gonna get a checkup." And he's says, yes, I'm going to get you to be checked up. Yeah, friends since high school, he's very discreet. Yeah, he'll be able to keep a secret. And so they they leave, and then it goes back into the cafe, and the phone rings, and the owner answers, and it's Sakarako. Mm-hmm. She's calling to get a hold of Godai because she's seen the news, and she wants to talk to him about it. And he just left with his buddy. He said he left with his buddy. Now, this is all from the owner's perspective, and the right. owner is talking about, oh, they're going to do this. Godai doesn't work. Yeah. It's like, I need to find somebody to replace him. Do you know, do you know anybody? anybody else? And then it turns out that she hung up a long time ago. Yeah, and then he starts talking about, uh, like, I don't even remember what he started rambling about. No, but... no, he, he, that's what he was rambling about. I think she hung up just after friend. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, after um, medical. Yeah, the medical. medical. Yeah, she, he names she, she has to have heard of that for, for later on. But um, so he she just hung up on him, which is funny. Because if you watch television shows, um, they always just hang up on people. Oh, yeah. You're going to watch it now. You're going to notice it. They never say goodbye. Yeah, there's no goodbye. It's all to the point. Like, Because in a real conversation, it's a bunch of, like... But it, it almost always in television, they'll, they might make a point of saying hello. Yeah. Well, I mean, we <laughs> talked... I think we talked about this before, and it's, it works both ways. They... They answer the phone no matter what's happening in a conversation. Yeah. Like somebody's getting shot and they're like, okay, I got to answer this phone right now. Yeah. Because this, this is life or death. This is necessary for the plot to advance. And then they'll hang up just on the point so that way they can end it and move on yeah. with the, it's just like a weird plot device. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it goes to Sakurako and she hears friend and the only thing she can think of is Ichijo. She call, tries to call Ichijo and she gets a message that he's driving now. Yeah. So Which you like, probably, we probably thought this was interesting. Yeah, because I feel I feel like that's like an app thing. Okay, so what, so what, was it what back it, then? Most likely, he doesn't have a cell phone. So in Tokyo and in big cities in Japan, even they just quit having them not too long ago. For a long time, they would have something that wasn't even a cell phone. I think it was called the PHS phone, and it was basically like a cordless phone for just the phone lines, and so it wouldn't. Um, Sorry. Okay, for those that don't know, I have an extremely confused look on my face. So, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like a cell phone. Okay. It used like the normal phone system, and it would just pick up a uh, a nearby phone. Okay. And it would like use the phone lines, like similar to a cordless phone. Okay. And they really only worked in cities. Right. Yeah. And but it would only work if you were stationary because it would be. be Oh, so okay. if you were moving, it would it say was, you're moving. So yeah. you have to call later. Yeah, and we, when I worked in, in my office in Japan, we, uh, we had a couple of them. We'd used like when we'd go to stores or something like that in town, right? If if we didn't want to, because there's no f- such thing as free minutes in Japan, right? There's no such thing as unlimited calling. Okay, you only you only have minutes. Okay, so so they're valuable. It's it's valuable to because it's it would be like just using a landline phone. Yeah, 
um, but you'd have to be stationary and stuff like that. So we would use them in the office. We would just use them in the office. They'd have a dock in the office, and so that it would be like somebody calling a landline phone because they would have uh, landline numbers also because okay. cell phones have different phone numbers, as right. in they have a different number of digits in their phone. Yes than landline phones. So you can tell this by looking at a phone number if it's a cell phone or if it's a landline right. phone. Yeah, like 541 or... No, like there's 10 digits in a cell phone number and there's nine digits in a landline yeah, phone. One. It's like a... Just a, it's an extra zero. Okay. But um, so you'd just be able to tell right away. So these phones, they looked like landline phones, so it looked more professional. All right. Um, But you could take them around to different places. So that's what I think he has. I think, it, I think he has sense. a PHS they were They were ahead of the time with the... Uh, don't talk yeah. while driving it. Yeah. Um, I knew you were going to ask about it, so I was trying yeah. to remember. <laughs> because, yeah, it just it just says the person you're trying to call is tr- driving. It might have said just traveling. Something like that. Um, But, yeah, so gets her things ready and start and leave. Yeah, because now she knows kind of where to go. She knows it's at this, univer- this yeah. hospital. So it cuts to the hospital, and this is where we see his friend, Tsubaki. Tsubaki. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Tsubaki is actually a coroner. Yeah, he does autopsies and or uh, medical examiner or whatever. Right. Um, I just want to autopsy him. He's got so, this crazy look on his face because Godai is in. I think it's a CAT scan. It looks like an MRI, yeah. either an MRI or a CAT scan. Not sure which. See, what's the difference? I have no idea. Basically, one uses one, mechan- one, one uses magnets, uh, magnets, and one one is a le- uh, uh, uses electrical, and the other one is like an ultrasound type. Okay, thing. gotcha. Um, I think one you can't have a pacemaker. You can't have a pacemaker when you go into an MRI mm-hmm. because the magnet, the magnetics will affect the metal in it. Okay, and you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, a, and you can't do a CAT scan if you're allergic to shellfish because of the the uh the stuff that they 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 like put a a, a oh a, like a solution on uh, you. Yeah. Okay, I was about to say like yeah. This, I know this, this technology. All my, medi- all my medical knowledge comes from uh. The best teachers, of course, video games. Yeah. <laughs> and I played a, when I was a kid, I played like a sim hospital game. It's so intriguing. <laughs> and so you could uh, just assign tests to people to see if what they were sick with. Hmm. And you had to look at their chart. And if they had a pacemaker and you sent them to an MRI, it killed them. <laughs> and if, you had, if they, had, they were just shellfish and you sent them to a CAT scan, it killed them. It's like Roller, it's like roller Coaster Tycoon for people that uh, oh, yeah, it was it turned out to be how many, people, how many people could I kill before I failed <laughs> the game. Um, anyway, so it's, it, I think it might be an MRI, which means that there's no metal in the belt. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's saying that he wants to uh, – Subaki is saying that he wants to – do an autopsy on them because doing this this uh, body scan shows that the belt is actually inside of him. Yeah, and he's basically it, the look on his face. It's like he he wants to see how it's working. Yeah, he's he, not he looking at Godai as a crazed person. loon sort of. Mm, you can't wait to get here. And just there's a reason why he's a not an actual doctor. <laughs> yeah, um, corner. But he's also been looking at the research that they have for the other. Uh, Gronky that say that have been killed. Yeah, did he help out with figuring out the uh, the blood type? Might have been. I don't know. I wasn't I really know. paying attention. Yeah, to neither way. That was like so much going on with that episode. So basically, he's saying that there's a lot in common with Godai's um, uh, condition, his cell structure, and how he is versus the Gronky. And Godai is nonplussed about. It. He's like, yeah, whatever, yeah, cool. Yeah, because yeah, the guy was saying basically, um, uh, most of the energy 
is concentrated in his white right leg, which is probably what gives us the rider kick. Yeah. And um, he said that slowly the belt is stretching out along his nervous system, uh, probably what's given him the power. And yeah. that eventually, once it gets to his brain, he'll be... Uh, he doesn't know what will happen, but yeah. he'll probably turn into the Grongi and just be a killing machine. Right, yeah. He assumes he'll turn into a killing machine. Which and is... And Yoda's like, no problem. It's not going to happen. No worries. Um, Free spirit. He uses the name living... He uses the term living weapon, but... um. This also sets up for him to get stronger as the show goes on because it's expanding yes. through his system. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's basically giving him the shonen protagonist uh, plot power. armor, but it was explained well before. So he yeah, was, he was. There I mean, he hasn't gotten cool. any. Str- I mean, he has gotten stronger when he went from the white form, which was called growing form, uh-huh. to red, which is mighty. Yeah, and then plus he can get more used to uh, actually. You know, he himself is not a martial artist. Yeah, uh, and most of what he's doing is based off of memory, and he's just kind of uh, reenacting it almost. There, and there are some, you can see that there's some instincts going on yeah. there because he's in, he's fighting the same way the previous Kuga in the flashbacks fight. Right, yeah, but it's like one of those, uh, it, he could become stronger from being more comfortable with. And letting the, the instincts t- work more. Yeah, and then maybe even adding his own, uh, you know, own moves in. He could do that, technically. And then it switches to the Grongi. And this, I think, is maybe the longest Grongi scene we've had. It's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, because there's somebody we can't see. He had an earring, so I assumed at first that it was uh, the bat, bat but, but then it turns out, no, this is uh, some guy, probably the actual head honcho. Yeah. And he's over there flicking this uh, lighter. And it seems like everyone else is not very uh, happy about it. I think they're kind of annoyed, but nobody's saying it. Yeah. They're That's d- what I picked up from the scene is they're annoyed that he's flicking this lighter around, but what are you going to do? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, we don't know what they're saying because they're speaking in Grongi. Right. But we're picking things up. Now, one word that sticks out is, I think, the name of our bad guy for this episode, which is Badu. Badu. Badzu. 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 What? But it. Badzu. Zu. Badzu ba. It's actually what they're like. So that's why I don't <laughs> use their names. Uh huh. Um, but uh, I just use things like he's the grasshopper. Right. Grongi. And the reason why we, I, had, I knew he was going to be the bad guy for this episode is that of the entire room, he's the only one transformed for no reason. He's the only one in this monster form. Everybody else is in their human form, which I'm guessing a production wise is cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is actually where it points out it's important because they show it. Um, Rose, the Rose Grongi, she has this talon ring. Yeah, it kind of looks. It's a like ring a that's got like a talon, a... a horn, or some sort of claw on yeah. it. Which is it's weird because it like curves up, and so it like yeah. really stands out on her hand. It's like one of those uh, uh what do you call those things that uh, hold fruit and stuff, like a weaved basket? Conch, not really, but uh, oh, like the horn shaped thing. Yeah, like the thing that would it was like uh, I think you see it a lot for Thanksgiving pictures, the harvest things. Um, a cornucopia, a cornucopia. <laughs> yeah, so it, it looks like a cornucopia or like a cut-off bull's horn, you know, just that general shape. Is it is it solid gold? No, I think it I think it's like actually a, looks like bone, like a tusk. Yeah. Yeah. Or it, it might be crystal. Something like that. Yeah. Um it, was, it looked shiny to me. Yeah, uh and this is just on her index finger or her middle finger or something like that. It's a ring to her. Yeah. Big old ring. And then some words are exchanged. Uh Grasshopper stands up. Yeah, he, he walks. He like walks over to Rose, and she stabs the thing into his belt and like turns it, like activate it. Mm. So 
I kind of know what's happening, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, I have. <laughs> um, and he turns over, and there's Bat there, mm-hmm. also in human form, and he holds up uh, an Etch-a-Sketch. <laughs> it's, a, it's an Etch-a-Sketch, but it's covered and make it look like a, a weird Etch-a-Sketch, but it's got... It's very it's, clearly an Etch-a-Sketch, it's, though. It's got a bunch of tallies on it. Yeah. Yeah, tallies. And he transforms into a... Uh, Grasshopper turns back into human, says some things cockily, uh-huh. and walks away. And then Bat runs over to Rose, says something, and she smacks him down. Yeah, just, she just knocks him down like he's a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> She's yeah, just so, like, I am tired of you. Go away. Um, I'll t- I know what's going on, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to like yeah. explain things as we go without revealing too much things. Um, anyways, so then it goes back to the hospital, mm-hmm. and Godai and Ichijo are coming out. Yeah. And Sakurako is coming up. She, and... She runs over to them, and they have this dis- disagreement about Godai shouldn't be Kuga. Yeah, she's basically saying that you're because he he's like I'm Kuga, and she's like no, you're not Kuga, you're Godai. Yeah, and uh, she's like yanking on his arm, I think. And this is when she notices the bike, yeah. and when he, uh, Godai says that Ichijo gave it to her, she realizes Ichijo is no longer on her side to yeah. keep Godai out; is now on Godai's side to keep fighting. And she gets kind of furious and walks yeah, away. Yeah, she's like, I thought, you know, I she thought, you thought were on that, my side. Yeah, she thought that uh, Ichijo was on her side, and then Ichijo met the unflappable of Godai and then joined his side. Mm-hmm. So can't be beat. Join us, <laughs> But before that, the funniest thing I wanted to point out is when she walks up, the first thing they both say is, "How's the translation going?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in different, completely different ways. Yeah. Uh, he's more casual about it, and she's more. Uh, um, Godai is more casual about it because they're friends, and Ichijo is more formal about it, asking about requ- basically asking a request. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because it's like she's like, I don't know. She's a person. <laughs> say hello or something. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I don't even know if I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So she doesn't know if she wants to help anymore because she wants Yusuke to not do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's his. It's her friend, and they're fighting giant monsters that could kill. Yeah, killed killed dozens or almost a hundred probably people now. Yeah, Yusuke and on Ichijo leave, and Yusuke says that he's gonna go talk to her, and Ichijo says, "Okay, I'll contact you later." Yeah, we didn't find out until later how he intends to contact him. <laughs> then it goes to what you were probably hoping was happen. Ichijo's being grilled by his boss. Why does Kuga have our secret motorcycle? Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> this was coming. This was coming to a head no matter what. I thought this scene was kind of cool because it, it's, again, showing, um, you know, real world, world consequences to uh, things. You know, like the other day I was saying it was really cool to see that the cops are doing stuff. Yeah. Because usually it's like they're not part of the story, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, but now it's not only that. It's just like, yeah, our super secret cop bike is gone. We have to now question you why. And um, he points out we needed. It needed to happen. The police chief says, well, your decision was right because, you know, everything it w- worked out. It worked out. Correct. But but if you I, if you don't tell us uh, what you know, if you don't give up the, the ghost. But, be, but because you can't give us any more information, I can't change my orders. Yeah. To shoot four. Yep. Which is the because they think they still think that white and red are different. Yes. Um, If you don't tell us anything more, I can't change my orders. Yeah. About to that. shoot on site. It's like, you just got to trust me. And then and I'll he, shoot him myself. If yeah, he, yeah, if he, he betrays betray- against us, Ichijo says, if he betrays us, I will shoot him myself. 
and there's just like this moment where you can see the chief thinking it over and he's just like okay okay so then it goes outside that office what i liked about that scene by the way is uh it just shows how much uh respect each of joe's earned yeah people the, understand that you know all the other police officers respect him yeah he says trust me and they're like okay fine i mean it's a little bit out of procedure you've, you've earned you've you've been such a good cop that you earned this little bit of leeway uh-huh um so then you get uh, then uh ichijo is talking to another police officer mm-hmm. and the police officer's talking how it's strange which is funny that there's it's strange that there has been no sighting of unidentified life form yeah which means that they're already kind of used to the the status quo of nobody's being killed by monsters today it's odd yeah but there <laughs> but there have been nine jumpers nine jumpers as in people uh, cuz this is a kind of a big deal in Japan um Suicide rate yeah. is really high, and so jumping off of tall buildings is not unheard of. So there's nine today, though, which is kind of a big all in the same area. Yeah. Um. And so each Joe's yeah. like, Aw. yeah. I think between the ages of sixteen and thirty-five, suicide is the number one cause of death. Wow. For males, yeah. more people die from suicide than natural causes. Uh, and for, that, of for, that age. for eighteen to thirty-five, then more than like accidents or car yeah, accidents. Yeah, like or everything. That's yep. crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So then it cuts to a guy running through alleyways. Yeah. Um. With the way he's dressed and and how he looks dirty, I think it's a homeless guy. Um. It, or it's just somebody who's been running, and so he's getting you know picking up dirt as he's running through these dirty yeah. back streets. But what got me about this is he's carrying like two or three bags with him, and he's running for his life. But it's he's like, still holding on to the bags. He's like, no, this is the most sacred porn. Like this is my trusted, my most you know wonderful possession. I cannot leave this. Uh, it's probably. Of my life. I mean, really, it was probably just some figurines. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got. He's like, you know, day what one me? limited edition uh, figurines. Can't. I mean, these are worth my life, yeah, people. I've, <laughs> I, I've waited in line for twelve days for this yeah. picture or from this for the statue of uh, a schoolgirl bending over. And by God, but it's a variant. <laughs> <laughs> I will die before it leaves. It my is fingers. the episode three variant, people. <laughs> you just don't understand me. Uh, I never really got into figurines. I'm glad because uh, yeah. I have an, I have enough problems. Um, <laughs> I have enough financial drains. Yeah, don't go down that um, road. So don't go down that road. Ichijo and Yusuke are like a fountain talking. Well, um, he, oh yeah. So did we that? Yeah. So the that. homeless guy's running. And he, you know, he's looking over his shoulder every now and then. He he does a couple twists and turns, and he ends up behind this, I want to say a garbage bin or something like yeah. that. And he's, you know, breathing heavily, and he's looking, and he's starting to catch his breath, like, oh, man, finally, I'm safe. And then <laughs> you see... Grasshopper lands. Yeah, in but he's human even, form. Yeah, not even in his uh, uh, monster form, just right next to him. Grabs him it. by the neck. Jumps up. And you don't see any more until you see a body come down. <laughs> yeah. And blood is like pouring onto the street off from the side. You don't yep. see the dead body, but you see the blood. It's very menacing. Yeah. So this is the this is uh, this is what's happening is that he is grabbing people, jumping up and dropping them. Yeah. So which know, makes it look because like, he jump he jumps to the top of a building and he throws them off, which makes it look like they jump from the building. Right. See, that was nine jumpers that day. This makes number ten if if you don't count the fact that that's only nine discovered bodies. Yeah, this guy was in the back alley somewhere. And and, uh, there could be... So there's at least 10 people dead. Yeah. And probably more. Yeah. Especially with how easy he's making this look. Really, you know, showing you the uh, power of (laughs) super jumping. It's not as weak as it seems. Yeah. So uh, 
then it goes to mm-hmm. Ichijo and uh, Yusuke talking at the fountain. Yeah. And they're talking about Sakurako, about getting her back on their side. Yes. Um, Yusuke insists it'll be fine because he insists everything will be fine. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ichijo says, oh, okay. Well, I'll leave it to you. She's your friend. Right. You know. Um, and then it, um, then we cuts to like a, a, a courtyard somewhere and a dead body falls. Yep. Another dead body just smacks on the, bu- the ground. Um, like the other guys, there were no bushes. Yeah. And so <laughs> then Grasshopper lands next to him and then you see him have his bracelet thing. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's moving over another charm to like an opposite side of the bracelet. Yeah. It's kind of weird. So it's like he's keeping count. He is. So this is what's happening is is they're playing a game about how many people they can kill. Mm-hmm. And they're given like criteria. Yeah. And this guy was given that he was supposed to kill, I think it was 81 people because that was the tallies that he was shown. Yeah. Yeah. Numbers. Yeah. And so that's he's keeping track of them with the beads. Yeah. So this actually means uh um, according to the beads, I think this is his 26th victim. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the Grungi aren't nice people. <laughs> no, not at all. They're not. They're not, oh, I'm trying to defend my honor or no. I'm trying to find a place in the world. Like, <laughs> we're watching Zero One. There might be something to. The, yeah, you don't know. It, it definitely looks like there's a deeper uh, plot involved. About like, them, like, trying to find their place in the world or trying to usurp authority because they're being treated as slaves. Right. And then you most know? of the Dopants of uh, Double are being preyed on for whatever their they're, they're dr- uh, vice they're dr- is. They're drug addicts that are going crazy. Yeah, they, they're, they're you know, targeting people. That, they were normal uh, people who just. Took it several steps too far. But the Grongi are just monsters. Yeah. <laughs> um, who are killing people for sport. <laughs> and this uh, cop sees him off in the distance, by the way. Like, he sees this. You know, I don't know if he saw the body fall, but he uh, he did see the Grongi jump from the top of the building yeah. to the back. And so he re- runs and, over and is like, stop. You got to really question the mental state of these cops. Like, he doesn't phone in for backup. He sees a dude jump from a probably eight-story building onto the ground and decides to come up and question him. Well, remember, for the general public, monsters were told they were existed this morning. Yeah, but dang, man. <laughs> I mean, if I saw a guy jump from the top of a building, and because the, the way it looks, the way they do the effects is kind of a blurry and stuff like that, I would think, oh, it's just a trick of the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but once you come up and you see that it wasn't a trick of the eyes, it's like, and then he just grabs him and then jumps up, and mm-hmm. then he's that's the, next the last week. you see him, just his hat on the ground. And I think about that time, it cuts back to Sakurako's uh, office. Yes, and it cuts she's back. coming back in, and she's sitting in front of her computer, and it's like on. Yeah, and it says search complete. Yeah, at which point she's like, "What the heck? I didn't do this." And that's and then, when uh, Jean is it right? Jean? Yeah, Jean, 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 Jean. Yeah. She says Jean, so I think that's why we're thinking. Probably so I think French. it's French. Yeah, Jean. So Jean walks in. It's like, oh, I saw that you didn't hit the enter button, so I did it for you. You know, because he's it. What we know is that he works there with her. Yeah. like He's part of the archaeology department, mm-hmm. and you know, he doesn't know anything about her personal stuff going on. She left in a hurry, and he saw that she had some work that was working in as a good office manager. I just pressed enter yeah. to start the search. And the search was complete, and it came up with some stuff. Yeah, and it pops and, up warrior, and he's like, oh, is that what that means? And that is the Kugus. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is so cool. You got to teach me more. <laughs> and he's and he responds. I mean, that's what I would be like. Yeah, because, well, he doesn't know that there's some deeper, like, 
He doesn't know she's connected to any yeah, of this. He just thinks you're doing some cool translation that brings up the word warrior. Let's yeah, find out more about wow, this. this is, this is making me really excited to do my job. And she turns off the com- uh, the screen, and he, and he, wisely, he's like, okay, well, I guess this isn't my business. I'll, yeah, let I'll you just, just do it. away now. Um, Jean Dax is a pretty cool guy. <laughs> Kuga, uh, no, he's not Kuga. Yeah, he's not but y- Yusuke walks in. Yeah. And he says, oh, this, uh, this is where you are. <laughs> this is great. So he traveled all the way here. He comes up, and he's just like, I assume you're here. He comes over to her, and he says, pretty much just like, come on. Come and on. then he leaves. <laughs> and, she's, and she's like not even looking him in the face. She's just pouting so hard. But yeah, he comes over and he says, "Help us out." Come on, just do it. Yeah, she's not even. I mean, okay, she's not really pouting. She's, um, you know, she's angry. She's angry. Yeah. Um, she feels betrayed. Yeah. Um, and she what feel what makes her feel betrayed really is that she's trying to protect Yusuke, and not even he is trying to protect himself. That's what her feelings are. Right. Um, so he does that, and then he leaves. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, okay, well, I'm gonna... and while he's going back out to the tri chaser. Uh, he hears that there's a police band on there. Yes, and he's like, Ooh, what's going on here? It's like it's got this blinking red light. Yeah, so he comes over, and it's Ichijo saying that there's been sighting of this monster, and what happened was is a police officer came to inspect, and then this is when he finds out that the monsters can change into normal people. Yeah, see, because up to this point, and I never made this connection myself, was that uh, uh, Godai does not know that they transform. He's only ever seen them in the monster form. Yeah, and and the funny thing is... is um. Ichijo hasn't seen them transform. He's seen people talk the monster language and knock them around, but never seen oh, them transform. True. Well, wait, did he? No, that's right. He didn't see it up on the the uh, church roof. Yeah. When he when he changed because he was looking around the ground to shoot him. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So he hasn't seen. It. He knows they do transform. He hasn't seen it. Well, no, he just knows that there are monsters that look like people, and there's monsters that don't look like people. He doesn't know that they were the same people until mm. now. So now that they know it can transform, and this is where um, Godai gets on the bicycle, he rides, and he transforms in a tunnel. It's a pretty cool transformation. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he at some point, in order to transform, he like flicks these buttons, or no, to speed it up, right? Well, so this is kind of this thing, is that he, he flicks the buttons to like speed it up, but um, he transforms the bike, too. Yeah. The bike gets um symbol get turns red and it gets the kuga symbol on it yeah the, the warrior yeah and it's a thing that um he's able to utilize uh part of the the thing of uh kugas he's able to utilize things around him as weapons yeah what i thought was funny uh it's like earlier we see you know this cool little feature of hey don't call this person they're driving and then here we have in the same episode, him just looking down at his bike while you know me- me- putting in a bu- a a combination yeah, on a-, a combination lock while driving. Yeah, <laughs> thank God it was on the back road. Then it cuts to the cops shooting, uh, trying to fight Grasshopper. He's changed into his monster form now. And and see, my question here is: this isn't the special task force, so they don't have the bullets, right? Yeah. Okay, just- because they, those bullets are bouncing off like the other ones were. So I wasn't sure if this meant he's. Stronger or no? These were just like patrol cops. Okay, so these cops. It's don't the have task, task force weapons. that has the special weapons. Okay, yeah, that was that was something I was curious about. So these about. are patrolmen, and um, Grasshopper grabs a cop, jumps up to the top of a building, and throws him off. And he's about ready to uh, land, and that's when uh, Kuga comes in and grabs him just yeah. before he hits the ground, which would have still killed him. <laughs> yeah, it's but still uh, killed. yeah, no. This, so this uh, cop gets like his arm broken, twisted around, and then he jumps up, and he's like. Uh, like pressed hard against this bar, chucked off the roof, and right before he hits, he gets caught by Kuga. And I think everybody deserves 
someone that will look at them the way that cop looked at Kuja <laughs> after getting caught. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, but no, the the force it doesn't change. <laughs> no, You're the still only get... thing that can happen, this is the only time I'll accept it, is when someone super strong grabs somebody while they're falling. Yeah, and they absorb all the impact with their legs. Yeah, because now the impact of them falling is what slows down. Because yeah. so now they're not a part of that momentum. Yeah, they're a part of the superhero's momentum. Yeah, yeah. instead but this of, isn't in, that. Yeah, instead. What would have really happened is the cop would have just been crushed by Kuga's arms because Kuga would have been fine, but he would have, <laughs> instead of hitting the cement, he would have hit yeah. an armored warrior three feet from the cement. Yeah, he, <laughs> he basically would have snapped in half as if he had landed yeah. on a guardrail. But whatever, we're picking that <laughs> apart, and he just magically transformed a motorcycle. Right, just let it happen. <laughs> just let it happen. So then this is a fight between Kuga and Grasshopper. He goes into like a little courtyard that's surrounded on all sides by... Mm-hmm. Um, Lower buildings and uh, fire escapes and uh, and the such. This is at least fifteen stories. Yeah, and maybe more. Grasshopper is really using his height as an advantage. He's jumping up, jumping down, kicking, jumping yeah, up. This this scene was awesome as far as uh, he has the exact same abilities that Ichigo, so our, our uh, Hongo first character, and Zero One. Um, their strengths is that they jump really yeah. high and really fast, and I just really like that you get to see how the bad guy can use that because it's one of those things where he's toying with him. He's like, uh, you know, pushing him down, and then he jumps up like four stories and he's like, come get me. And so uh, Godai starts running up the stairs, and then he jumps up a couple more stairs. He's like, hey, what are you going to do? And then uh, so he's like, he runs up like 12 flights before he jumps down and like well, kicks it, it him. Quicks, it cuts real quick to uh, Sakuraka with the university staring at the window. Mm. And then she looks back at the, the computer monitor that's been turned off. And she's trying to decide if she's going to help or not. Yeah, yeah. And so it's building that tension of, is she going to help or not? But then it cuts to, uh, Kuga can't jump nearly as high. He can jump no. high. He can jump up like five or six stories, no problem. Mm-hmm. And but he, but this guy's jumping 15, 16 stories up. Yeah, and he's like basically bouncing around, making Godai chase him. And then whenever he gets up there, he's like jumping off of something, kicking him down, like stomping on his leg. <laughs> I just loved Godai running up 15 stories, chasing after him, just going around in like a yeah, in a uh, circle because <laughs> it's a, it's one of those staircases that uh, it's it's it, it leads a, up to another flight, which leads yeah. up to another flight, so, and so on and so forth, and so, like a fire escape of some sort. Yeah, so like a fire escape, and he gets you know kicked down, stomped on, and then thrown down all the flights that he just went down. <laughs> yeah. And the guy goes up even farther than he did before. Like, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> so it's just like a bunch of hit and run tactics. And this is where Kuga gets upset enough and looks up, and this is where he changes. Yeah, yeah. There's a little flash of blue on his ankle. There's gems. There's gems. Like gems all over his... Well, they're not gems, but... Uh, yeah, like... Mm. Little balls on his ankles. And then he jumps up, and he turns into a blue Kuga. Yep. And this is... um, This is dragon form. Dragon form. So, uh, white form is growing form. Growing form. Uh, red is might form, mighty form. Oh, might. And yeah. then blue is dragon form. Yeah. So then he he jumps and goes all the way up. Yep. All twenty flights. Yep. St- and then they start fighting on the roof. Mm-hmm. And Kuga's doing okay, but he's not doing much. Yeah, because the only thing he knows, um, from his experience and in fighting and all the flashbacks is how to do the punch moves really, and add in some kicks here and there. But uh, every punch that he's he's thrown at this guy, it's like a toddler, you know. Yeah, so there is a bunch of fighting, and then they jump to several different... Um, yeah, who needs a bike when you can jump from one skyscraper to another skyscraper? Yeah, like they, so they're jumping from skyscraper to skyscraper, 
and they land on a skyscraper building. They fight a little bit, but none of Kuga's punches are hurting at all. Yeah, and after their fourth jump, they're they're in Sacramento, California now. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and even Godai even says to himself, he says, "My jumps, are, my punches are now weak." Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Grasshopper throws him off a building. Yeah, Kuga gets handled in this fight. Like everything he does is absolutely useless. This guy's playing with him. And just chucks him off his off a skyscraper, and is just looking down at him like he's. So he's hurt from falling on the skyscraper, obviously falling mm-hmm. from the skyscraper. Um, and that's where the episode ends of him. He's able to finally chase him, but he's not able to like chase him and hurt him. Yeah, he's like my punches are not. Yeah, and so then that's the end of the episode because it's to be continued. Yeah, which it might be the same way the last to be continued. Yeah. Is. <laughs> Judging from the last couple episodes, it's going to end with like five seconds of wrap up there and then it's going to go to like another episode <laughs> go die being like man did you ever watch a- alias no so alias was the weirdest show with cliffhangers because mm. it would have a cliffhanger and the next episode would be the next part of the show but they would finish that show halfway be- from that show so it was actually just like full episodes of the show just offset yeah you're watching like 30 minutes of one and then yeah 30 minutes of the next. half the episode was finishing up the previous half an episode okay <laughs> so i don't know if i like that <laughs> i mean i binged it so it really didn't matter but it was just like really right. um so now we have to what'd you think of the episode just in general in general it was um you know it was okay it wasn't it's the a best. building episode yeah, it definitely wasn't the best kuga episode yeah um, that I've seen, but still good. Yeah. So, uh, Saksugoi, what what did you not like about it? What sucked? Well, um, getting yeah, this kind of answers the last question and this question. It just wasn't very exciting. I mean, it was definitely a lot of build up, and it wasn't the build up for an Ichijo like an Ichijo episode of build up is still actiony because he's more of a hands on character. He does things, uh, you know, he's out there. So, with this build up episode, it's about somebody who does research. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to make it exciting. Yeah, my, um, su- my my suck of it is that they just, I mean, I think they do get better, I'm trying to remember, but they just don't know how to handle her very well right yeah. now as a I character. Mean, don't get me wrong. It's very clear to me that they need Sakurako on board because I feel like she's the one that can actually unlock Kuga's potential as far as, okay, so here's what this means, yeah. and you should think about this or do that. That's what I'm picking up from it. Yeah. Um. So definitely necessary, but... Yeah, not exciting. That's my suck. Yeah, like my suck is that they just don't. And I mean, she's not the main star of the show, and she's not the main folk. The character of Sakurako doesn't represent the real focus of the sh- the uh, the audience focus of the show, right? And so she's not. You have to read a lot into her to make her a good character at this point. Mm-hmm. And if you don't. What you're just given is she being stubborn. Yeah, pretty much. But if you look deeper into it as a, as a person who's like introspective looking at characters, you see that she's worried about her friend. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all yeah. these things. But those things aren't given as obviously as Ichijo's motivations. Right, yeah. The motivations are a lot more subtle, a lot more uh, complex. Which, which, because that's what she is as a character. She's a more subtle, complex character. But as a... um children's show you realize that most kids would just look at her and say stupid help kuga but um (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can see that (laughs) 
So that was my uh, my suck was just the way they handled her character. Yeah. For what the show is. Mm-hmm. For any other show, I think her handling is fine. Yeah, for sure. But as the focus of the, who who's this show supposed to be for? Like yeah. for me, her character is nuanced. But for somebody else who's watching the show and originally aired, yeah, for sure, I think it would have been lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they could have done it so that. She could have explained it a little bit more. I mean, she had a sounding board of Jean. Yeah, she could have explained it to Jean in a way that was still not, you know, (laughs) maybe my friend is talking to somebody, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, I think characters like this are, could be, could have been handled better. Mm -hmm. But uh, so, Sugoi. So, Sugoi, I love the tactics of the bad guy in this one. It really illustrates just how, uh, powerful that ability is um it just shows more of if zero one and uh ichigo wanted to kill people (laughs) yeah i mean just if they were if they were as evil as this guy what they could really do in a fight um i mean they're more let's get this done and i mean we saw in episode two of season one when he you know throws the bat off the roof that was kind of showing that same strength yeah but in a different way it's not like he wanted to uh kill him that way so much as this is how we need to do it whereas this guy's like no i want you to get up here so i can throw you off this building yeah <laughs> you're i'm just gonna add you to my running total you make you number 27 but uh yeah i just love the he's in and out like he knows that he doesn't want to get punched by the red form and mm-hmm. so he doesn't even give him the chance but then when she switches to blue form he's just like <laughs> this little kid's punching me so i'm so one of the things that for the segoy for me the the, the wow thing is looking at the because they have the times in the show. Mm-hmm. You remember we talked about this, how it has like this is ten thirty, this is when this happens, eleven, this is when this happens. Normally I don't pay attention to it. But I got the wiki here just mostly for names and things like that. Yes. But so at eleven o'clock in the morning is when Grasshopper was given the task. Yeah. Okay. At two thirty, twenty six people were dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so let's see that's uh three hours later three and a half hours he's he's killing them in almost a person every 20 minutes like every yeah. 15 minutes no let's see 26 so if you add 10 minutes per that's oh no i guess that's uh, quite a few hours so even less than that holy crap it's th- three out and in three and a half hours he's killed 26 people eight minutes yeah he's killing someone every eight minutes yeah that's crazy so th- that it's just, yeah, it's crazy how quickly, because he's just killing, killing, killing. That's yeah, just walking like three streets. Eight mi- you know, that's that's going from place to place, killing them, and then moving on yeah. every eight minutes. He sees somebody, throws him. Well, he jumps up in the air, drops him. Yeah, and moves on. And moves on. And it's enough people that people don't even, people are just reporting jumps. They're not even reporting that somebody is grabbing them. No. So he's he's grabbing isolated people to do this. Yep. Um. So, yeah, the Segoy was just like, how many people? Yeah, just how brutal it is. Yeah. <laughs> this is a kid's show. Yeah. <laughs> like, geez. I mean, of course, I don't think kids are going to be able to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think kids' shows sometimes are too kiddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not going to go into child psychology. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, it was a very balanced line and all that stuff. But uh, did you say your Segoy? I did. Yeah, the tactics. Oh, the tactics, yes. Now, do the writer ranking. And so, as it stands right now, uh, Double is first. Number two is Ichijo. 
Ichigo, not Ichijo, Ichigo. Um, <laughs> it might as well be Ichijo. Yeah. <laughs> number three is Vulcan. Okay. Number four is Kuga. Number five is Zero One. And number six is Valkyrie. And that's just because we haven't had anything about her. <laughs> right. Yeah. She was introduced in the next episode was yeah. a was a Vulcan episode. <laughs> um, I feel like I can move Kuga up over Vulcan again. Yeah. I mean, he's I like the um just the fact that he's been told that um that he could become a uh a killing machine or something. And he's, he's like, like I'm don't so worry, confident. Don't worry, I know me. Yeah, for sure. In fact, I think maybe even over Ichigo on this one, because we, we didn't really see anything with Mantis Man new besides, I mean, that was the same thing we saw with episode three, and the same thing I thought he was going with episode one and two. Uh, episode, you got to remember, it's been a while since we watched one, because we separated it, we, uh, Common Rider, but like the last Common Rider episode had his whole, like, his childhood friend. Oh, yeah, with the doctor, that's right. And then, oh, no, I guess you're right, yeah. I, I think maybe he's good at a number two spot right now. We'll see yeah. next week. I yeah. do I do really like the uh uh now Ku's kinda of struggling with that. Only it's a little different. It's not like he's worried about walking through paper walls or anything. It's more about oh, my whole my whole identity. Like I could uh at I, any I'm point not just, I'm uh yeah, I am not he, thinking to himself, I am not Hongo anymore. Yeah, well see that's just it. Hongo Hongo, his concern I mean he yeah, he doesn't really believe he is a human being anymore yeah. but his concern is more with his interaction with other people yeah and now godai is basically given this information that you'll just stop being you entirely you could just become like a murderous killing machine but he's not concerned at all so that's kind of weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> it'll be okay so i don't know if it's competent confidence or stupidity um yeah also pointing out that i think it was yesterday or the day before fujioka's birthday was which one's fujioka he's is the guy it? who plays hongo okay yeah Who's seventy four, still acting because I've sh- I've seen him in commercials still. <laughs> um. Anyways, so the next episode of Kuga. Now this is a thing where I told you that they're all one word, correct? Uh, but this is translated as two words, but it's still one word. The word in Japanese is seiru. Okay. It translates to azure dragon. Ah. Okay. Or blue dragon type right. of thing. Right. So our our two word. Uh, episode title is actually yeah it's one one japanese word but it translates to two um english words okay because ryu is dragon and say it's like azure blue with time things like that and talking about obviously dealing with um the form yeah the blue dragon form so what do you think do you think the next uh well obviously Sakurako has to come around. That would just be weird, right? Yeah. Maybe some sort of plot device where it's like, okay, this is all just building up to Jean being the actual scholar for the group. <laughs> that would be so weird. I mean, okay. That would be... Uh... I mean, it was probably just a surprise to see a white guy. Yeah, no, I mean, that too. Because when he, when he walked through, I didn't really look at his face very much. I just assumed it was another tall Asian, I guess. Yeah. And then when, I, uh, when he was like leaning forward, I was like, wait a minute. John? <laughs> Did she well, say John? This, there's also there's this big black guy who acts in a lot of tokusatsu, and it's so funny to see him. Yeah, because he <laughs> just sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, I mean he's supposed to, that because he plays the big black guy. Right. Yeah, the yeah. big black guy. Um, there is in one of the Sentai, there is one of the the guys is a white guy, names Robert Baldwin. Yeah, no, re- no relation to any of the uh, of course famous Baldwins, but he's he's a white actor in Japan. Okay. And uh, 
but he's also like got a he's got like a beard and he's a heavy set guy. Mm-hmm. He looks like a guy you'd see running a comic book shop. Right. And, <laughs> but he's but he and when he transforms in it, because he actually plays one of the Rangers, when he transforms, the morph actually slims him down. So oh. <laughs> he's like it's pretty funny. Uh, they but, couldn't find a big enough uh, suit actor. Yeah. <laughs> um which shows it's like, oh yeah, he was really transforming. <laughs> so, so my prediction is, uh, uh, she comes around and then he learns to utilize. I'm assuming a more kicking or special attack oriented form because the punches aren't working. Yeah. So he's got to learn a whole new style of attack in some way. Because he no, that's just it. He even tried kicking and it didn't really work. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's got to be a special attack. Mm-hmm. Just got. I mean, I know, but yeah, I, you know, I, you know, it's kind of <laughs> hard to bounce that idea off of you yeah you spoil it and just you know talking to myself really yeah which is a good thing you didn't watch the next time on because it tells you the next time on oh okay well yeah <laughs> no, i always try to look away for that <laughs> okay so any other thought nothing i mean i guess i will say i can see how the other shows end up being more interesting mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if i feel that way yet but i can see how it starts to catch up and overcome kuga because kuga was a, a far and away at the very start my favorite yeah and then now everything else is kind of you know it was trailing and now it's kind of getting about to be so the same the, the hard thing is that and i mean this is hard for me to remember because it's been a while since i've seen the, i've seen the show but it's been a while since i've seen it but kuga is more written as a drama mm-hmm. than the other shows that are written more as a tokusatsu show right the thing is is that kuga also has 47 episodes or 48 episodes right and it's hard to write a, a drama. A drama that goes that long. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because you're kind of really stretching out the drama bits. Yeah. So, so other shows written as tokusatsu shows are they put less of the story in per episode to spread yeah. it out over the story. That makes sense. And has more like fighting and stuff like that. There's less fighting in this, which I think one of the reasons, I mean, it's been a while since this came out. It's been a while since the previous Common Rider. So they almost had to prove that it was a viable show at the start. Oh, that it doesn't need a bunch of uh, combat and what you'd expect. Well, no, they had to prove that it was an actual normal show at the start. Oh, So I think this is why it's more drama-y. That makes sense, yeah. And then as it goes on, it becomes more uh, caught up with the other tokusatsu shows because they were probably thinking, what's the point of having Kamen Rider? We already have Super Sentai. Yeah. See, now here's the interesting thing is my my problem with it as far as its place in our our series, Mm -hmm. uh, it has to be where it is because it's the second or the first phase of, you know, our cycle. Yeah. Um, the pace, that is. Yeah. But it's pacing. I feel like it would be better if we watched it th- as the third episode, just so uh, you, know, you have, here's your, your wacky start, kick it off, get some laughs in, have a good time, and then you have your uh, tokusatsu toyetic sort of thing. And this would be a great down, uh, like a little down arc sort of, the you know, third act coming in. Yeah, a complimentary show to it's more we, chill, and that way you're not watching it was, zero so one. So like, it, it would the balance would feel better if it was um, seventy one common rider uh-huh. double, and then Kuga, and then and zero, zero one. one. Yeah, as far but, as my enjoy of watching it all all the way throughout the day, the flow of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh, from the way. But we're we're watching them in order. Yeah, yeah we're gonna so, watch them in order. Yeah, it's not changing. I'm just saying that I, I can see how as with the tone of the show versus yeah. the others, this would be a perfect third. Uh, the third segment. Yeah. Um, because it's, you know, slower, but like some more drama. Yeah. So it's a little less fighting and special powers and stuff like yeah. this. So that way you get the excitement and then you get the 
story, and then you get back to the excitement. Yeah, like he only transformed at the end. Yep. Um, and then the fighting was, it was a good fight, but it was uh, considerably shorter than the first episode yeah. when they were just like slapping cops, slapping cops, <laughs> yeah. throwing people up, punching stuff through cops, car blows up, shots but, everywhere. Yeah. So, and that's going to do it for us today. Riding Through the Ages is a production of Fanboy Opinion. If you want to find out more information, you can look it up at fanboyopinion.com. You can follow us on Twitter at fanboy underscore opinion. If you have any questions or comments or anything you want to ask us about, you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com. Please don't forget to rate and review us on the podcatcher of your choice. My name is Eric. And I'm Eugene. Join us on our next time as we go through another age of comic.